Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets podcast. I don't know if you're new. I don't know if you've been waiting for a while, but I even got something new for you. If you're just listening on a podcast platform right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcast, go on YouTube. Go check me out. I'm also on YouTube for the first ever time. It's 2022. It's going to be terrible for you people watching on YouTube. This is going to be horrible to watch. This is my first time ever recording myself doing a full-time podcast, a full one. It's going to be brutal, guys. I'm going to be 100% honest. But guess what? It can only go up from here, and you got to start somewhere. So I'm starting here today. Vlad Guerrero Jr. jersey on. My grandpa's sitting here in the back telling me to keep calm and hit bombs. That's what we're going to do here. We're going to sit here on the Young Buck Bets podcast and hit bombs. So I've been off for three weeks. I took a Christmas break. I hope you did too. Spent some time with your family. Ate some good food. Turducken. Rest in peace, John Madden. I don't know. I hope you celebrated whatever you do. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, don't celebrate New Year's. I hope whatever you do, you did it well. And you celebrated accordingly. Had some good food. Had some good drinks. Spent some good time. Had some good moments. Hope you had it all because it was a good time for me. That's why I took the three weeks off. Although, I say I take three weeks off, but I was on Instagram and I was absolutely grinding. Putting out videos on Twitter. Putting out tweets. Still making picks. Just no, just really no, nothing to them. No explanation, nothing. But I was still out there putting out Instagram videos, putting out tweets, putting out absolutely everything because that's what I love to do. I love to gamble. I love to talk football. And I've seemed to have found a little bit of a tiny crowd. Don't get me wrong. It's a small crowd, a tiny crowd that likes talking football and gambling as well. I live for my Instagram page and Twitter page on Sunday. I'll quickly run through what I'm going to talk about because I do have a ton to talk about. I've been off for three weeks, like I said. There's a lot of things that may be a little bit outdated, but I, so I'll just touch on them quickly, like the Survivor finale, something I'm going to talk about. I talked about, I mean, I think I called Danny to win early in the season, and the guy just kind of became irrelevant later and later in the show. Didn't end up winning. I'm going to talk about COVID ruining all the leagues, NHL, NBA, NFL, ruining everything for me. I just, it put a damper on gambling, put a damper on watching. It really just put a damper on everything. Going to talk about Antonio Brown. Because how could you not? How could you not talk about a 33-year-old throwing a temper tantrum? So Antonio Brown will be on the list. I'm going to talk about my COVID isolation. It was only five days, so I'm not going to sit here and cry and be like, oh, I was in lockdown. Everybody feels sorry for me. No, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to put a spin on it like that. But I am going to be talking about COVID isolation. And then, of course, second half of the podcast, as always, I'm going to break down games. But it's going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to break down every game. I'm just going to break down the games that I like now that we're getting into week 18. Now that we're getting into playoff games, there's some games that actually matter and some games that don't. So I don't want to talk about the games that don't. So I'm just going to talk about the games that mattered. And like I said, it's a little bit outdated. So I'll talk about it quickly. It's the survivor finale. And I just have the quick take on it. Like in my mind, if I vote and if I think if America votes, Xander wins, I think Xander wins The, the guy like, He played a perfect game in my mind. He won a ton of challenges, especially when he needed to. He won challenges. I think America would respect that guy that could compete, talk some shit, do things behind people's back, but then still perform when it comes challenge time. like that. I like that when he got grilled during the final trial or the final whatever you want to call it in the finale, he had answers for absolutely everything. What everybody else seemed like they were kind of like, I don't really know. I I did this, I guess. And Xander had like a calculated, this is why I did this. This is what happened, blah, 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 blah. I think he should have won. I mean, that's just me. I like cheering for the villain. Like, I always loved Conor McGregor's run when he was talking so much shit, but then backing it up, knocking people out. That's kind of what Xander was doing, I felt like, in Survivor. He was talking 
smack behind people's back, but then also getting them out and keeping himself safe every single vote. But I really can't complain. Eric is Canadian. Million dollars is a lot more for a Canadian than it is for American, honestly, with the conversion rate. I can't be mad. Good little Canadian girl. Congratulations for her for winning. But I still think Sanders should have won. Um, from survivor to surviving COVID. I mean, I didn't have it personally, but I had to go into isolation because my girlfriend, who's a type 1 diabetic, so everyone just reach out to her. Biggest sympathies, T's and P's for her. She got over COVID at this point in time, but we're coming out of isolation today. So it's a big day. I don't understand. We, it was just us two and two cats in a 600-square-foot apartment. It sucked. I would have killed somebody for, like, a flight of stairs or something like that. But when isolation was going on and there was millionaires out there with million-dollar mansions complaining, being like, oh, we're on lockdown. It's really taking a toll. Dude, go to your basketball court. Go to your gym. We, all we had was a balcony. We had about five steps to each wall in this 600-square-foot apartment. That's all we had. And guess who wasn't sitting here whining and complaining and asking for sympathy? Us. But for some reason, sometime out there, there's million-dollar mansion people out there being like, oh, you know, my basketball court's just boring me. Like, just... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. COVID isolation's over. We beat COVID. Well, I never had it, but we beat COVID. <laughs> And we're done isolating. More important than my health is COVID ruining gambling. It's ruining gambling for me. Ruining the NFL, ruining the NHL. Some people, if you're still going, it's not a full-time job for me. So, like, that's really tough, right? It's it's hard enough in the NFL. I feel like if you gamble religiously, like, every single week, like we do here on the Young Buck Bets podcast, if you do this, it's hard enough to see who's like in and out on Sunday on a good enough, like on a regular season, let alone with COVID jumping in the mix. Like it's just, everybody's questionable. Everybody's out. You never know. Somebody tests positive early in the week, but then they don't. It's so hard. Like, I feel like I forget who it was against, but I'll have this. And this is my own fault, but this is, like I said, it's not my full-time job, whatever. I go and I look and I'm like, you know what? Quarterbacks playing, wide receivers are playing, running backs playing. A lot of guys in their defense are still playing. The game starts, and it's like they have one offensive lineman that's actually a starter, and their like center's a third stringer who hasn't played center at all this year. And it's like, oh, it needs to be my full-time job if I'm going to bet on a game. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of ruined gambling for me. It sucks. But at the same point, we have still been able to give out some picks that have hit two weeks in a row here. I've been off the podcast for three. Two out of those three weeks, I gave out an alternative point spread. They both hit. So let's go. Two to three parlays hit. That's, I mean, if you've been following the podcast all year, that's almost a miracle at this point. It's kind of shocking, but it is almost a miracle at this point. Um, I also had like a ton of TD scores cash in these last three weeks. Let me just talk about most recently. This week on Sunday, I hit plus 150 Odell Beckham Jr. Sunday night, we turn around, we hit plus 220 Alan Lazard. And then on top of that, Last night, we throw a dart to the board. Just toss a little dart. That was a lefty. Throw a dart to the board. And we hit on Harrison Bryant at plus 1,200. I got a couple, like, texts from my boys. My boys will back this up. I, I text them this morning. It's like, what a hit that was. And they're like, yeah, that's, like, a good random hit. And it's like, it was a random pick, and I didn't really think it was going to hit, but it wasn't a random pick. Baker Mayfield loves throwing to tight ends. I think with that last night, I don't have the stats on me right now. This is just going off the top of the noggin. I think that's, like, his 11th. Touch, touchdown of 15 touchdown passes this year, his 11th to tight ends. So, like, is it random? Yes, but it's also, like, not random whatsoever. It's good. If he's going to throw a tight to a, a, a touchdown, it's a high percentage is going to go to a tight end. So, 
if you didn't see those picks and you were just waiting for the podcast to come out so you can get those picks, make sure you are following me on all of the social medias out there at Dylan Kelly Show. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. That's absolutely everywhere. It's going to end up being on YouTube. I'm just going to make it Dylan Kelly Show because why not? It just makes it easier for absolutely everyone. The Young Buck Bets podcast having a big year in 2022. Jump on the train now. Um, while I was off, I was taking a break, still grinding, putting out videos three, four times a week. Like a good content creator should never take a break. No holidays in the content creating business because the internet never takes a day off. And neither do I. <laughs> Maybe this is why the guy on Instagram commented the other day called me a douche. I mean, like, bought the man, the myth, the legend mug for myself. So maybe he's got a point. Regardless. <laughs> Regardless. I got a random thing I got to talk about. In the last three weeks, I got stuck in like a Miami Dolphins Tua Tagovailoa Twitter where like every time I opened up my page, you want a random stat about Tua? Go on my Twitter. Tua, Tua threw a 55.8 air yards pass to Jalen Waddle this week. That was the second longest by any quarterback on Sunday. Okay. I, I Why... Why did I get stuck in this loop? I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I got stuck. Every Miami doll, if you had a tiny following, 100 followers, your tweet was making it on my timeline. If you tweeted about the Miami Dolphins or Tua Tagovailoa, and I absolutely hated it. It was like, you know what? I'm a Miami fan, whatever. This is my message to the Miami Dolphins. Just said it. I announced my fandom for the Miami Dolphins. It's Tua Tagovailoa, but I love the Miami Dolphins. I will instantly... Disavow from the Miami Dolphins organization. Never call myself a fan again. The moment that they step away from Tua Tagovailoa. Everyone's just going to jump on that game last night or whatever. Sorry, on Sunday. Being like, yeah, he played horrible. I tweeted it out. I'm a biggest Tua fan of all time. Half my videos on here are me wearing a Tua jersey. But with that being said, he's not the first young quarterback to have a bad game in a big game. We've seen it so many times in the NFL, and they've come back and been great quarterbacks. If Miami, like, if Miami gives up on him, that's that's insanity to me. I seen someone tweet out, kind of trying to say, like, you know, Ryan Tannehill got 81 starts in Miami to see if he was the guy. I don't like that because Ryan Tannehill, in my mind, and I don't care what you say, like whatever he's got, Derrick Henry's got good. Ryan Tannehill has proven from Tennessee, taking the playoffs, doing this and that, that he he can be the guy. So 81 games to see if he was the guy might have been the right call. It just didn't pan out because Miami sucks and their offensive line has always sucked and they just can't seem to get it together. I don't know what it is. Brian Flores down there needs to get it together. But like I said, I'll quit being a I'll quit being a Miami Dolphin fan the second that they walk away from Tua Tagovailoa. And that's a fact. I'll just be a fan of whoever he goes to next as long as he's the starter. Actually, even if he's not, I've already told everybody I'm going to have 22 jerseys, especially if he's a journeyman. My backup, my podcast set is just going to be 22 jerseys. Even if he goes to the XFL, I'll just buy whatever jersey he plays there. But like I said, he's going to bounce back. And before I get into talking about Antonio Brown, because that was just wild, and how could I not talk about it? I have something that's almost like completely irrelevant at this point to absolutely anything, but I, I wasn't begging, but I tried to get my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, my brother, my brother's wife, anything. I'm trying to get them all on the podcast, do a Christmas-themed podcast. What's your top five movies? What's your top five Christmas treats? What's your top five blah, 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 blah? 
So I ended I ended up making a top five Christmas movies list. And it's just, it's an all-time list. And I have to share it. I have to share it. So coming in at number five is The Polar Express. I loved this movie as a kid. I know that's kind of funny. Sports and gambling podcast. We're doing Christmas movie. And the first one on number five on the list is The Polar Express. It's The Polar Express. Love this movie as a kid. Anytime they put it on in the classroom, that was one of the only movies, other than when we got to high school, we watched Remember the Titans. That was one of the only movies, Polar Express, that I love to watch come Christmas time. Number four, are we there yet? Ice Cube at Christmas time, it can't get any colder than that. Number three, Home Alone. But the first one, the first one, little Kevin McAllister getting left by himself. Looks like Macaulay Culkin got left by himself a little bit too much in real life. Home Alone, the first one at number three. Number two, I don't care if you put this one at number one. I ain't going to argue with you. It's Elf. How could it not be? Will Ferrell, maybe the most legendary. I've seen they try to cancel Elf this this year or something like that. Will Ferrell, one of the most legendary roles that he's played, and that's saying a lot. Elf, number two on my Christmas movie list, which leaves number one. Jim Carrey, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch Stole Christmas. This one's just absolutely less. We were watching like 20 minutes of it with my family during Christmas and we were all just giggling. Like you just can't, you can't not laugh at that movie. It is an all-time classic and that is an all-time list. Go back and listen. It's an all-time list. And speaking of things that are going to make all-time lists, Antonio Brown, dude. (laughs) Antonio Brown. What the hell are you doing on Sunday, dude? It's funny because like obviously, like you hope the guy's okay mentally. Like, obviously, he's shown that he's he's a little bit erratic mentally. You hope that he's okay mentally, and this isn't, like, a sign of things to come where he's going to go absolutely off the rails here. And this isn't my take that I'm about to say. This was Pat McAfee's take, so I'm giving him the credit on it early. Um, he said, you know, he said the same thing. Mentally, you feel bad for the guy, but at a certain point, you, like, you're a grown man, dude. Figure it out. Figure it out. You're a grown man. Like, you just won a Super Bowl last year. You guys probably got a pretty good shot at making a deep little playoff run here. You got Tom Brady tossing you the ball. You're about, I think it was probably for him, and anybody else will know this, it's about three to four catches. I think it was like five receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. He gets that in the next week and a half. Million dollars. Like, he's, they're definitely going to feed him the ball. Brady will feed him the ball. He's not going to let the organization screw him like that because Brady's that kind of guy. I don't know. Left, left a million dollars on the table so that he could throw a temper tantrum on the sideline, run off the field, do jumping jacks, shirtless, high-five a couple fans on the way out. I don't know, man. Goes right from the stadium. Right from the stadium, right to the studio, baby. Right to the studio, records a track, drops it on Twitter. I, I don't even know if the game was over yet. Drops it on Twitter. I don't know, man. You're a grown man. You're 33 years old throwing a temper tantrum. Figure it out. Figure it out. I called two months ago on this podcast that I thought when the Cleveland Browns Odell Beckham Jr. thing going on, I'm like if if the XFL ever comes back, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to headline that league because he's just no one's going to give him a shot anymore. No one's going to want to give him a shot. I'm wrong. That league will be headlined by Antonio Brown. Odell seemed to have found a little home in L.A. He seems to be quiet out there. He probably loves L.A. I don't know. He seems to be all right. At least not making noise. Antonio Brown will headline the XFL because you want to know what the crazy thing is. Everyone's out there in the media, and they're rightfully so. They're like, he's done. He'll never play again. He won't play. No team will take him. This guy did a lot, a lot 
worse things a couple seasons ago. He was with the Patriots, got accused of a horrible thing, and he still got another shot. He was in the Super Bowl last year, catching a touchdown, celebrating, camera on him, announcer saying he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. You don't think he's going to get another shot? This was far less worse than what he did a couple seasons ago. And he can play. That's the thing. He can still play. That's the problem with it. He's 33 years old. He's still probably got two or three good years of playing left, and he's shown that. As long as he's got a good quarterback throwing him the ball, he has shown he can still play. People are still talking about Deshaun Watson getting traded and playing. And AB's not going to get a shot? I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. That's wild, but that's my take on the matter. That's my take. So let's see what we got for the ad this week. The ad this week is actually a serious one. I can't tell you how much fun I'm having making the fake ads, but I can't tell you how much fun I'm about to have making this one for someone who's close to me and someone who's doing a damn good job. And who am I calling out? I'm calling out Courtney Affleck of PRN Nursing. What does PRN mean? It's as needed as it's a nursing term. I mean, I knew that. You knew that. It's a nursing term. But it's PRN Nursing. It's a t-shirt company. If you're a nurse, go and get a t-shirt. She made those Young Buck Bets t-shirts that you see on the Instagram page that you see absolutely everywhere. They're awesome. Go give her Instagram page a follow. Go give her a follow. Go do whatever you need to do. Message her. Get a t-shirt if you're a nurse. You will not regret it. I guarantee it. PRN Nursing. Let's go. And guess what? Part two, if you're, if you're new... You didn't really know what this podcast is all about in the first place, and you're still here. Thanks for listening. But if you're if you're kind of a returning podcast member, you know that I used to go through absolutely every single gambling game, every single game on the slate. I used to talk about where I'm leaning, which one I like, even games like Texans versus the Jets. I'd be like, here's the line for it. I don't care about it. If I had to lean, I'd lean this way. I'm not wasting my time anymore. I'm not wasting your time anymore. We're just going to go with the games that I like. That's what we're going to talk about. Games that I like. Games that I think are going to be interesting. Games that I think I'm going to end up betting on. Keep in mind, it's Tuesday. And we're rolling through COVID. So some of these teams, like if I say I like them on Tuesday, and by Sunday, half the team's out with COVID. Yeah, I've changed my mind. But for now, these are the games that I like. And this is where I'm leaning. Starting on Saturday. Saturday, I'm going to be jumping all over the place. This isn't any type of order. Saturday, Saturday night, Cowboys versus Eagles. Big game. Cowboys versus Eagles. Cowboys are minus 7.5, minus 310 on the money line. Eagles are plus 240 dogs in the over-under set at 42.5. I'll be on TD scores because the Saturday games, I'm going to be putting out a video or putting out whatever, doing TD scores or prop picks for both games. Because in case he's playing Denver on Saturday afternoon and this is the night game, I'll be putting out picks on all over my social medias so that you'll know. But I'd lean the Eagles here at plus seven and a half. That's a lot. That's a lot of points. Cowboys, they were covering a ton at the start of the year, not as much lately. I like the Eagles at plus seven and a half in this one. Mind you, I think on I get all my odds from Betway. All my odds are from Betway. It's the app I use. Makes it simple for me. Anybody who's been here for a while knows what I'm talking about. If you got better odds on your app, this is what I'm talking about right here. If you got the Cowboys at minus six and a half, I'd probably be on the Cowboys. 
Cowboys under a touchdown, six and a half, six, all over them. Seven and a half, that's too much for me. I like the Eagles on, well, it's Tuesday afternoon. So kind of sketchy pick, but I like the Eagles there on Saturday night. The Bengals and the Chiefs both have scenarios where if they win, they clinch the AFC, the number one seed, they get a bye, they get home field advantage and everything like that. So those are two teams that I'm going to be betting on. And I, when I talk about betting on, I mean hammering, hitting the spread. KC minus 10 versus Denver, I would hit that. If Joey B plays, guys put up video game numbers right now. If Joey B plays, I'd also hammer Cincinnati over the Browns. I'd parlay those two. I think they're both going to win. I think then it would come down to somebody else losing or something else happening. But I think those two teams are legit right now. The way Joey Burrow's slinging the ball, KC's really come on here in the last little bit. Those two teams are for real. I think they're both going to win and make it tough on one another for clinching the division. I would hammer, yeah, Bengals at minus three. Chiefs, minus 10. Like them both. Jumping all over the map here, like I said. Next game I like is going to be in the Chargers versus the Raiders. The Chargers, minus two and a half point favorites. Minus 145 on the money line. Raiders, plus 125 on the money line. And the over-under is set at 49. Going to be a high-scoring game, probably. I like the Chargers, man. Chargers have a win-in-your-end situation here. Raiders stink. I know they won last week. That's a tribute to John Madden. You got John Madden out there. You can't lose. You can't lose. You just put the sticker on your helmet. You can't go out there and get slapped, especially with that guy being the old coach. You can't lose. They were going to win no matter what. They won. I bet against them. I'm an idiot. I forgot. I'm an idiot. All right? I think the Chargers go out there and slap the Raiders this week because it's a win-in-your-end situation. I like... Decent teams, especially like the Chargers. Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert, that guy's a gamer, man. He's not going to lose a big game. He's just not. Especially in the regular season. He's just, Especially against the Raiders. <sighs> I like the Chargers minus two and a half. I like it minus, minus 145 as a nice little parlay piece. I like it all. I also like the Ravens over the Steelers. The Steelers, just what I just saw on Monday night, like last night, was just horrible. Horrible. I don't ever want to see it again. I think the Ravens dummy the Steelers and win big. So I would pick the Ravens minus five and a half. That's where I got it on my book. Minus five and a half over the Steelers. I also love the 49ers to beat the Rams this week. It's probably where I'm looking for my dog of the week. Plus 170 on the money line as we sit here today. Winning your end situation for the 49ers as well. That's huge. 49ers are a good team. I said I thought they were poised to make a massive push in the playoffs in the NFC. They've kind of stuttered here a little bit, but I think they beat the Rams. Plus 170 on the money line is awesome. I think this is the most live dog on the card that you could pick. The 49ers. I want it. I want plus 170 on the money line. I want the plus four point dogs. I want it all. Give me it all in the 49ers and Rams game. I want the 49ers. And that's all I got in terms of the NFL picks. Those are the games that I like. There's a lot of games that don't really have much meaning that I don't really care to watch that I know like you're not going to watch this week. Like there's just, there's not a lot of quality in terms of matchups this week. There's a lot of like scenarios that's like, hey, you got to win and then they got to lose and they got to lose and then they got to tie or something. Like there's a lot of those type of scenarios. I like the win and you're in Chargers and 49ers. I really like those, those teams. I like having to clinch your number one seed in the AFC, Bengals and Chiefs. Love that. Love the Ravens over the Steelers because I just, I, 
Steelers are brutal. I get they won and they put up 26 points or whatever, but they are, that offense is just so bad, man. So bad. But I do have one more pick for you. One last little bonus pick. And I, cause I don't think I'll, I, I don't know if I'll have another pod released by the time the national championship is played on Monday. I'd be on Alabama, man. I'm on Alabama on the money line. It's plus 125. I think they're three-point dogs. Nick Saban is the Bill Belichick of the NFL. And there's just no way in hell that I would ever bet against I don't bet against Bill in big games. I'm not betting against Nick Saban. I'm just not. I'm almost 100% sure I will be betting a good chunk of change on Alabama if they remain dogs all the way up until Monday. I just can't bet against Saban. Alabama's been there so many times. Saban's been there so many times. He's already got this national championship game down to a routine. I know I said those are all my picks, and those are all my picks sitting here on Tuesday. But as you know, if you follow the social media pages, you follow this right here. I'll be posting YouTube shorts. You follow all of the social media pages at Dylan Kelly Show, the Young Buck Bets podcast. Whatever you want to search up, they'll both come up. I'll be putting out TD score picks, prop picks, whatever. There'll be good videos. There'll be good tweets. Follow along. 2022 is going to be a great year. Thanks for listening.